we are doing extremely well in our vaccine campaign. Canada has officially surpassed the states now at 48.8% of us being fully vaccinated. U.S. is only at 48.1%. And we do know when you look down to the states, this is largely... Um, this pandemic is turned into a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and it is very uh, scary what's going on in the states right now. Alaska and Hawaii are the only um, states that are not having a big problem with the Delta variant. And uh, we also are doing extremely well, but we're trying to get to some people that have some vaccine hesitancy. And here to talk about vaccine hesitancy and how we reach the people that are not uh uh, getting vaccinated. I'd like to welcome onto the show Dr. Robert Cushman. He's the medical officer of health for Renfrew County. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. My pleasure. Good morning. All right. So we still, you know, we're learning today that um, we are going to see the provinces saying that things will return to normal for post-secondary uh, students when they head back to colleges and universities this fall. That means no social distancing. I mean, immediately when I heard this, I thought, wait, 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 wait. We've been hearing that the 19 to 29 year old age group haven't been getting vaccinated uh, to the same degree as a lot of us Gen Xers um, have been. Can you uh, speak to any concerns that you might have with that age group? Maybe not, not physically right. distancing. Well, well- Right. Well, our um, we're up now at about 75%, and when you include the military, it's about 80 So that's basically typical of good regions in Canada. And what we've seen is the 19 to 40 age group is lagging. Mm-hmm. And we think one of the reasons is that they have young children and they're juggling jobs and daycare and, uh, you know, kids at home. So we think we have to improve on the access. Um, and we're doing this now. We're just finishing up our mass clinics and we're starting to do pop-ups and uh, pretty much, you know, go to uh, events in smaller towns and just make it more accessible. We think this will give us another five, six, seven percent. And then, of course, we run into uh, vaccine hesitancy, you know, of various degrees. I mean, that includes everything from needle phobia to being anti-vax to being sort of hesitant and not knowing quite what to do. So that, with the Delta um, variant, we really have to move on that. And I think the message for this group is, look, um, you're the ones who are going to suffer the most if this Delta takes a foothold. You're the ones who are working. You're the ones who have young children in daycare and schools. You're the ones at these smaller work sites. Um, so unfortunately, we have to, you know, you may pay the, this group may pay the biggest price of all. And that's why it's very important that we work hard with them, uh, not only to give them better access for their employers to give them better access, um, but also to uh, convince them. And even some people, as you know, you know, if you have a three day reaction to the jab, um, you may miss work and not get paid. But that's a lot better than being locked up at home for two weeks plus because the virus is uh, in your house, you know, with a child, with you, and then passed around. It's, we've seen these Delta viruses. Once they get into a household, no one, no one goes untouched, basically. When you say no one goes untouched, is, does that include people that might have been uh, double-vaxxed? Oh, thank you. I'm sorry for bringing that up. No, these are, these are um, groups that are, um, you know, haven't been vaccinated. Right. And uh, we've seen a multiplier effect of, you know, four, five, six. Uh, What I'm seeing in Renfrew County is it's basically everybody under the same roof. And typically, if, you know, if a lead person in that house 
has not been vaccinated, it reflects the entire household. Now, you don't expect children under the age of 11 to be vaccinated. And of course, we are I think I saw a case the other day of a three-year-old. Having a, you saw a case of a three-year-old with COVID in, in Renfrew County. Right, because what wow. happened was they got it from the father who gave it to the mother who gave it to the, you know, the two children, basically. And what does that look like, Dr. Cushman? Are they, I mean, because we've heard that it doesn't, uh, that COVID-19 doesn't affect kids to the same degree. What does the Delta variant look like in a child? Well, we, we so far, um, we're having, you know, we haven't seen much Delta in Renfrew County. All of our cases now, by the way, are imported um, from the United States, from other countries, uh, from travel. But, uh, and as I said, once they get into a household, they basically, they're transmitted to everybody. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't seen, we have, um, uh, recently we had a case in hospital, um, admitted to hospital, uh, we know that Del- the, the Delta variant is more infectious. We know that people get sicker. But again, we're a small county, so I wouldn't want to generalize. I think from my experience, I think what you see is the experience elsewhere, particularly from the United States and other uh, sectors, Britain, where people are getting sicker, where the hospital admissions are going up, where the hospital deaths are climbing in terms of a percentage. So we really have to tell people, look, you know, uh, 80% herd immunity with uh, with under age 11 not vaccinated. I mean, that probably reduces it 10%. We're in trouble. I mean, you've really got to push this as high as you can um, to control this. So 80 is not enough for herd, herd immunity, in your opinion, anymore. If we want to avoid a fourth wave, and not to freak everybody out, but I mean, just to get real, if we want to avoid uh, a fourth wave. It's not about, we have to reach the people that haven't been vaccinated yet, but it's not just about hesitancy. We're talking about access. So I I understand it's a big problem in, in rural areas. I mean, we've seen these big pop-up clinics in the GTA and people going out en masse. I was talking to two women that I had at the cottage this weekend. Good friends of mine were all fully vaccinated. And they were saying that they got at least their second jabs at one of these pop-ups at, at the big arenas. And they said it was just... It was one of the most awe-inspiring things they've ever seen, seeing um, a huge amount of people in, you know, this well-organized system getting uh, jabs in arms. So what has to happen in rural areas? Well, we've been going really well with our um, our uh, mass clinics in these arenas. We did 10,000 this week, a little drop-off, 15,000 the week before. Now, actually, our big problem this week is that we have a certain sector that have to wait four weeks before they can get their second vaccination. But pretty soon we'll be sort of, you know, 80 and a little less than 80. So, again, it's these getting out to the to the other the 20 percent that remains. And I, I, we think one of the big issues is access. So bringing it to their neighborhood, to their backyard and inspiring them with uh, with, uh, you know, the local mayors and the local leaders and their families uh, making this the thing to do stressing the importance of it. And we have uh, paramedics and public health nurses who run these mobile clinics as opposed to our arena clinics where we have um, all elements of the health sector involved, hospitals, paramedics, public health, family physicians, et cetera, and lots and lots of volunteers. So again, it's the reach out, but that'll only get us, I think, about a third of this group. And then we have to do the gentle persuasion And as I said earlier, they have to recognize this group in particular, they're the most vulnerable. They're the ones who are going to be at home with sick kids, or they're the ones who can't send their kids to daycare when they're sick. And they're the ones who might, you know, not be able to work and will suffer the consequences. So 
um, it's really uh, it's it's uh, it's a strong message. But uh, we have to roll. Everyone has to roll up their arms because of their sleeve, because um, we need to control this. We want to prevent a fourth wave, and we know this is a wily virus. We see what it's done elsewhere. And we're worried about not reaching herd immunity. Uh, you know, having that group that is is hesitant or can't get access. It, it, with them not with them stalling or just you know not being able to get vaccinated in a timely fashion, what puts us most at risk is another mutation, doesn't it? Oh, that's a very good point. This virus is very wily. Uh, once it gets in to uh, it'll seek out you know ten or fifteen, twenty percent of the population, and it'll give it an opportunity to mutate once it seeds. And again, you see, even if we had a hundred percent, remember we we haven't vaccinated anyone under the age of eleven. Now, that may change within the next few months. We may go back to primary school, but still, I mean, we've learned from measles. You know, measles, if you don't have 95% of the population vaccinated, measles can find its way in and about. And uh, I think we're learning the same pretty much for for COVID. What's the holdup, do you think, on the vaccine when it comes to uh, younger age groups? Presumably, like I understand they have to go through uh, testing, but presumably... Wouldn't you just be looking at if it's safe for, for um, you know, adults, it would be safe for kids just in a lower dose when you'd be looking at adjusting the dose? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, you might say, why don't they just give a half dose or something? Uh, that has to be worked out. As you know, I mean, we need clinical trials. And what right. we've learned from these vaccines is, you know, when you do, when you've done a billion people, you see um, some secondary effects that you didn't see when you did a clinical trial of 30,000. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, you know, and we've seen these are strong vaccines. There have been complications. Um, they're rare. And now that uh, we're in tune to these complications, the medical profession and the public knows a lot about this so that people can get the, the treatment they need quickly. And the results are usually very good. And also some of these things like the heart problems, the myocarditis, for example, these are self-limiting. And we see these. Another problem with this vaccine is, you know, what would happen in the general population anyway? You know, what's attributable to the the vaccine and what just is what happens in general society out there? Things like myocarditis. We see that in, in adolescents and young people all the time. So it's really a matter of convincing people, look, this is very important and that, uh, for you, your family, your friends, your loved one, your community, and for your the economy, economy <laughs> at large. Thank you. Yeah. Your economy, your economy. Um, you know, we need to do this. Dr. Cushman, it's been a pleasure meeting you and thanks for joining us on the show. I wish you best of luck with your uh, continued vaccine campaign out in Renfrew County. Thanks so much for uh, shedding Hello. light on what's going on. My pleasure. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You as well.